Hello everybody and welcome back to the Glory Glory Man United podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Quinn. I'm flying solo today and what I'm going to do is do a short podcast giving my thoughts on last night's 2 each draw with Leeds United. So I've written down uh, a bunch of takeaways from the game. Um, and one very, very obvious takeaway is that Fred is just not a CDM. Once again, he struggled in that position. He was, he was a disaster, probably our worst player on the pitch. Giving the ball away when he's under pressure, giving the ball away when he's not under pressure, and and his shooting was very very tame also. So a poor game from him, and also a poor game from Dallow. Uh, I know it's don't want me too harsh on him because it's his first game back. Um, I know he got the assist, but overall I thought he was very poor defensively in his one on one defending, and also poor in terms of his attacking output. I think one of his crosses just went over everybody and out for a goal kick. So a dreadful night for him. Um, I think United in general were really poor in the first half. Didn't really get going until Rashford got that equaliser. And then we really put pressure on them, got the substitutes on. I'm probably unfortunate not to get the winner in the end. Um, but ultimately the damage was done in the first half. Um, giving a goal away inside about 30 seconds. Then Ferran's unfortunate to score an own goal, but Leeds deserved to be 2-0 up. Um, they're all over us. They were pressing us. We just couldn't get out, and they were surrounding us. Um, our best players just couldn't get any time or space on the ball. And um, but ultimately, I think it leads tired in the second half. We got the substitute sub- on plays and Sancho, and we managed to change the game. Salah was a draw out of it, but uh, didn't get the the victory that we expected at the start of the night. Um, now to be honest with you, um, after fifty minutes, I would have taken two each draw. But, but uh, by 70 minutes, um, I was hoping for the win. So I was disappointed with the draw in the end. Um, another obvious takeaway is that Vykhurst, um was just not... He was out of kilter with, with the rest of the side. He only had 19 touches. Um, I think Vykhurst, I, I like the guy. Uh, his link-up play has been excellent in many of the games. But last night I exposed that he's just not... a. A world class and forward, and we're really missing that at the moment. Um, yeah, he's 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 a very obvious player, and he's asked he's been asked to play too many games due to Martial's constant injury problems. Um, so he's definitely not a long term solution. Um, I have in terms of uh, well, before we get on to the positives, I'm going to talk about Garnacho. He had a very poor game. Uh, his finishing wasn't wasn't great. He was getting dispossessed a lot. Leeds did well to to marshal him. Um, so, but he's a young player. He's only 18. So you've got to expect that he's going to have off days. You know, there's an overreaction on Twitter that oh, Ganacho is overrated. He's not all that. He's going to be another Yanazai. But that's not true. You know. When you're 18, you're going to have good days and bad days. And unfortunately for him, it was when he was given a rare start that it didn't work out for him. So maybe for for now, he should just be the impact sub last 20 minutes. Look, he's had so many impacts from the bench uh, and the standout one being the Manchester City game. Um, so he, he should probably drop out in the next game. But I'll, I'll get on to my, my team for, for the, the reverse fixture in a second. I think... United's man of the match last night was probably Luke Shaw. Uh, he was brilliant, taking the second half. His attacking play was fantastic. And I had his uh, part to play uh, in the goals. Um, I also thought that, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, 
Jay Nanto, the the Leeds left winger, but he was probably the man of the match overall. Shaw probably my man of the match to be United. I know some people might say Sancho, and that's fair enough. But in fairness, overall, the man of the match is probably Giannato uh, for Leeds. He's a very tricky winger. Um, and is always very busy putting opponents under pressure, pressing uh, Dallow and so on, and uh, really making life difficult for us. I thought Leeds, um, to be honest, uh, brought a lot of gamesmanship uh, to the arena last night. I mean, they were diving... Uh, quite a bit. Um, they were faking injury. It, it seemed um, the, the amount of time these players were on the ground led to like overall thirteen minutes of, of stoppage time, um, and they're doing a lot of time wasting as well. But so you've got to expect that from a side at seventeenth in the league playing against one of the teams in the in the top three. Um, but I really have loved to have got the three points against them after all their shenanigans last night, and I heard there was some. Munich chance from the Leeds away end, which does not surprise me at all. I mean, I predicted it on the last podcast. Um, yeah, there's some very bad-hearted pe- people among their supporters. Um, so the obvious misses last night were Casemiro. Uh, I mean, if it's a bit, sir. I don't want to be too critical of him. I thought he saw some nice touches, um, but you could see he wasn't on the same wavelength of the other players. You know, he's he's only just come in. Um, and to be partnering Fred in midfield, he's basically been asked to play the role of two men, for sake. Um, Fred was horrendous. Um, and yeah, Fred just he, he picked last night to have us one of his famous, infamous stinkers. And um, when, when we least needed it, when we have Casemiro, Erickson, and McTominay out injured, Casemiro having to play that CDM role, and he was appalling. Um, because you know when, when Fred's put under pressure, his first touch can let him down and he can give it away. Even when he was in space, he was giving the ball away and Dallow done that as well. It was led to a big chance for Newcastle. It was a penalty shout. I think it was Somerville went down under a supposed challenge from Martinez. But uh, that wasn't a foul in a million years, despite what some Leeds fans are saying online. Um, yeah, but I also think McTominay was possibly a miss last night. I know uh, regular listeners will know that I'm not a huge fan of Scott McTominay, um, but he's like Leeds' kryptonite. You know, he said so many good games against Leeds, no more so than the 6-2. We scored twice inside the first three minutes. He just tends to have a good game against them. He's got their number. I mean, he missed having that option last night. Um, but, yeah, McTominay certainly puts himself about, and there's a few United players put themselves about last night. Um, a lot of complaints from the Leeds fans about Martinez's heavy tackling. And there's one tackle on um uh, Gennato, um I think Martinez lucky he got the ball because the follow through just took Gennato straight out. Um and then it was he was being accused of like swiping a leg at Bamford's face. I'm not so sure about that one. Um yeah so the positive from last night is definitely the return of Jane Sancho and scoring on his return, which I was absolutely delighted with. Um and he he had, he had another he had a few lovely bits of play, but he, he set up Fred beautifully, taking on the defender, beating the defender, crossing the ball with his left foot, and Fred again with another very team effort. Quite couldn't have fallen to anyone else other than Fred in that position. Um, it's great to see Shantou using his left foot the same way Rashford has done. And by the way, Rashford with a textbook header, just like the lawman, straight 
down, headed it down into the corner. And it, it, that's just absolute perfection when it comes to heading. Is Rashford now the, the complete centre forward? Um, he's certainly getting better and better and, and adding um, more skills to his locker. I mean, uh, that, that, his heading has improved. The use of his left foot has improved. Um, and his finishing has improved immensely. Uh, and I'm so pleased Rashford. He's on 20 goals this season. It looks like he's going to get 30-plus now. I think the the only thing I think he needs to add now is, just, as someone commented uh, to me on Twitter, is that he needs to start scoring more braces on the odd hat-trick. Uh, I think he's only got one brace this season, I think. Was that against Charlton in the Carabao Cup? And only one hat-trick in his United career, I think, against RB Leipzig in 2020. So I'd love to see him score you know, extra goals in games now and really make himself a match winner. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the reverse fixture, I, I'm expecting a few changes. Um, Ten Hag has already said that he's going to have to change his team talk for that one. You could make the argument United just they weren't up for it from the first whistle last night. They were caught cold. Leeds looked up for it from the start. I, I always thought that Leeds would run out of steam given uh, the high intensity that they were playing with in the first half, and they did. We, we can't go 2-0 down to, to many teams or we're not going to get away with it. So the changes that I would make at the weekend would probably bring Wan-Bissaka back in for Dallow. Um, Dallow was well short of it last night. Um, it, it could be down to lack of match fitness. Hopefully Wan-Bissaka can recover from his illness and slot straight back in and make life more difficult for Gennato. Um, As you know, Wan-Bissaka is a superb one-on-one defender. So it'll be interesting to battle that one on Sunday if Wamasaka does come back in. Um, um, in terms of midfield, we haven't got many options. We're going to have to stick with uh, Zabitzer and Fred, and and hopefully Fred can can have a better game. He's a total enigma, isn't he? You just never know what you're going to get from him. Um, up front, though, I would probably drop out uh, Wykhurst um, and bring in Sancho. I would play Sancho on the left, Rashford up top, and then... Um, Anthony probably, hopefully he's fit and he can come in on the right hand side. If not, I would consider playing, you know, play history. Um, it doesn't look as if Garnacho favours that position on the right hand side, but we'll wait and see. Um, so yeah, the front three I would go with is Anthony or Palestri. Um, if the manager's going to be bold enough to play an experienced player like Palestri in this game, um, I'd be all for it. So realistically, though, it probably be, I would go for Anthony. Rashford and Sancho as my front three at the weekend and obviously like I said earlier change the the right fullback and that's the team I'd probably go with and we need to be up for this from the first whistle now it's it's going to be an away game with the crowd are against us very very hostile crowd you know Leeds can't stand us and they'll be desperate to take four points in these two games so we need to score first on Sunday in my opinion um otherwise you know we're going to find ourselves um with a mountain to climb um, so in terms of the player ratings, uh, last night I'll go for uh, David De Gea. Um, I would probably give him a give him a five for his performance. Dallo would definitely be a three. Ferran uh, a five. Martinez a seven. Who was who was excellent once again. Um, not just with his defending, his his distribution is just unbelievable. Um, Luke Shaw was my man of the match. Uh, I gave him an eight for last night. Fred um, was a disaster, like I said, so he probably gets a three. 
Um, Sabitzer, um, he was decent, uh, but literally having to play the role of two men. So, yeah, a five for him. Garnacho, very poor game from him, uh, a four. Um, Bruno, very up and down as always. Um, given given the he gave the ball away, this led to the opening goal. As he, he he did that and and Palace away, which led to uh, Casemiro's disastrous yellow card to see him see him miss the Arsenal game. So Bruno, yeah, only a five for him. Marcus Rashford, a superb header. So I give him a seven. Um, Vicar's probably a four. Um, it wasn't a great performance. So in terms of the substitutes, um, Sancho scores high for his impact, massive impact. Great to see. <coughs> Sancho gets a an eight for me for his impact. Palestri looked decent, some nice touches when he came on. Didn't get on the ball as much as hoped. They give him a six. And um, Trevor Malasia having to come on as an unorthodox um, right back. Um, six for him. A six for Lindelof. He come on to play as a midfielder. Imagine you're chasing the game and you're playing a midfield, a Fred Lindelof, and a left-footed player right back. It was far from ideal and just shows you how depleted our squad is at the moment with injuries and suspensions. Um, but we very nearly got the winner. Um, we were just unlucky at the end. Um, but had we been more clinical in the first half, maybe it wouldn't have come down to this. You know, we did have the chances that we didn't take. Um, Ganacho was guilty of not taking chances and, and Fred quite a few times in the match. Um, we made it difficult for ourselves. Um, we were caught cold last night. All, a lot of people on social media, including myself, were kind of mocking Chris Armas and Ted Lazo. Um, that we're going to be playing against the team managed by him. And we see him as kind of a joke figure, but him and his two other coaches um, had leads well up for it last night. Um, so fair play to them. And he pr proved a few people wrong. But we need to be extra motivated now for, for the second game. And we need to win that um, to keep our, our place a, a third in the in the Premier League table. Um, so we, we were lackluster uh, for the first 50 minutes last night. And... And we can't be doing that at Allen Road, where we could find ourselves two or three down uh, inside the first half. So, yeah, I'm hoping for an improved performance. I'm hoping for the, the players to be up for it from the first whistle and hopefully get the first goal. The first goal is crucial. And hopefully we can do that. Um, Tin Hag, his player rating, um, that's not really much he can do at the moment. Uh, he experimented really with playing Rashford on the right. Uh, to, to allow Garnacho to come in with Anthony not being available, it did work. That's another point. I don't, I don't want to see Rashford on the right ever again. I think I've said this before. Um, I think it's worked about twice. Um, and one of those is probably for England. Um, so it's, it's not Rashford. Uh, he can play centre forward, and he can play um, left wing. Uh, he's absolute world class uh, left winger at the moment and up front uh, he's superb as well I can really do that role especially now that he's scoring headers so wonderful to see but on the right you're basically wasting Rashford oh, the only thing he's really doing in that role is tracking back and stopping the leads left back getting forward um, but he's totally ineffective on that side it just doesn't suit his game at all so 
So going for, so at the weekend, I'd love to see him play up front because I think Faghart has played too many games due to Martial's injuries and it's, it's asking a bit much from a player. He's just not United quality. He's either do a job on loan because of the lack of spending from the owners. But uh, it's it's not working out at the moment. And you know, he would have loved that cross from Dallow that Ashford got. But, uh, but he has got that kind of service in recent games and his headers have been saved or hit the post. Which he just wasn't quite as accurate with Rashford with his, with his headers. So, yeah, Rashford up front, Sancho on the left for me. And uh, Anthony or Plastry on the right, and depending on Anthony's fitness. So, yeah, let's hope we get the three points um, on Sunday, Sunday 2 o'clock, I think the kickoff is. And hopefully we can do much better that day. So more news on the the, owner, the potential ownership today. Um, been coming out on, on Twitter. Um, all the yeah, news pages have been posting up the stuff that come from from Bloomberg and, and other sources. Um, Jim Radcliffe, it seems, is he's, he's going to get a commercial bank to help with his buyout. Um, it seems as if the, it says here, banks, including Goldman Sachs, are ready to back a takeover from Sir Jim. If an offer is made, the banks will cover the value if MUFC's existing debt with amounts to around $800 million. This is according to Bloomberg. Um, so after reading the article, it seems as if the bank, uh, you know, that's why the Glazers currently leverage the debt against the club. Um, but according to Bloomberg, the plan from Jim Radcliffe is to leverage the debt against his own, his own company, Ineos. So... Ineos will be liable rather than United, and that's obviously much better than the current situation. I didn't think that he'd be um, getting help from commercial banks. Uh, I thought he'd be able to afford a takeover himself, but it looks as if he's looking for a consortium uh, to join in. Um, but as long as the debt is not leveraged against the club, that's perfect, because then he owns the debt or his company owns the debt. Um, it seems as if Guitar, the speculation involving Guitar is not going away. Um, private investors linked to the Guattari royal family are considering a bid. That's according to Sky Sports. Multiple parties in Saudi Arabia, which do not include the owners of Newcastle, have been given access to the, the finances through going through the rain group, all the parties who want to take over. So everyone will have their preference. You know, There are people who want to have uh, Guattari investors or Saudi Arabian investors coming in because they have unlimited funds. And some fans would rather have his Sir Jim take over because he's he's a local guy, a United fan, and because of that, people automatically assume they'll have the the club the club's best interests at heart. Um, like Jack Walker at uh, Blackburn Rovers when he when he won the league there, and pumped all his all his life earnings into it. Um, so it remains to be seen. I think we're getting closer and closer to finding out who the owners are going to be. And one more piece of news today was a new contract for Kobe Menu. Um, he didn't get on last night. I didn't think so in a game of that importance. Um, maybe he'd feature as a substitute in some cup games coming up uh, and maybe maybe uh, start some league games if we really need him. If there's one more injury in midfield, he's going to have to play. He's an exciting talent for sure, but still very raw at the moment, Kobe Menu. Um, and a lot of development to go. But... Uh, 
the, the people inside the club rate him very highly. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. And the fact that he's ahead of Zidanek Bell in the packing order shows that Ten Hag is a huge fan of the player. So I'm going to get more minutes between now and the end of the season, but not many starts probably until at least uh, next season. So uh, I'll wrap up my short podcast there. Um, if everyone could please smash a like on the video, get your comments in down below, and subscribe to the channel, as Fabrizio Romano would say. And I will see everybody again on Sunday uh, for the post Leads Away show. So see you later.